What's up, guys? Welcome to Storytime Pitches. We are back. We got a new episode for you today. Kurt has been teasing me with something. We we kind of briefly spoke about it, but I, I really honestly don't remember too much about it. So uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. So, so Kurt, what, what you got? Well, I got a movie idea. Okay. I like movies. It's kind yeah, of, we all like movies. <laughs> that's kind of what we do here. <laughs> we do the movies. We make the movies. We are the dreamers of dreams. Right. <laughs> all right. So, so what? What is this movie you got? All right. So, I think I might have come up with like a movie, like the movie title for it. Okay. I mean, it's not supposed to be like a serious movie. Like, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to have some camp to it, and it's supposed to be kind of funny, but like have some like really really serious overtones to the whole damn thing so i mean like you could probably go as either serious as you want with it or i mean if somebody were to actually like make this you could actually go more of the funny route with it it's kind of either way but okay just like right now i'm thinking like the title for it would be uh blood and tacos (laughs) blood and tacos all right, it, yeah. it kind of it kind of does sound like a like a dark humor type movie already. I mean, this is supposed to be just something that you were to you were to put on, you know, just with like your friends when you're hanging out and that kind of stuff. Okay, all right. So so, so, so tell us more about Blood and Tacos. What what is this? <laughs> what is this about? Like a like a killer taco or what? Uh, no, that I mean that would be cool too. But <laughs> uh, now th- this all right. So imagine. You're back in like the 80s, okay? So we're fresh out of the 70s. We're going right into the 80s. You know, a lot of stuff boomed in the 80s. So, you know, the California scene that that really popped up right after the 70s because you had, you know, it it was right out of the peace era. Um, The war was still going on, but you had a lot of like electronics and a lot of like the iconic stuff comes from the eighties. Okay. So what this movie is about is basically like kind of like a high school movie, but it basically follows this like kind of surfer dude. You know, he hangs out on the beach and you know, he's got that typical like surfer vibe going to him, you know? Okay. Um, So lots of bride, that kind of stuff. Dude. Yeah. Hang loose or whatever they used to say. <laughs> right, right. He's got that whole whole thing going on, but you know, obviously, like he's like the he's kind of like the bad kid, you know, like the kid that gets in trouble and stuff. But he's kind of a dipshit. Okay. So just like imagine uh, Bill and Ted, but a little bit more like hardcore. Okay. And but kind of that that they have like like that like dumb level up to them. Kind of yeah, thing. like like. They just tend to get in trouble. Right. You start the movie off with like, you know, he's on the beach and you got some passions going by and stuff. And he's like trying to hit on some girls, but he comes up to him and he's just like, like he's just trying to like get like food from him because this, this movie is basically like all about food Okay, and the tacos really drive like kind of the story to it. So he's always just like banging on people to like, you know, get him like a five layer burrito or some tacos from like Taco Bell. So, (laughs) so these people are literally just like walking around or like they're going there with their families and he just hops out of his van and like asks them to go get him food. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. So he's, I mean like, and it doesn't matter like who it is, but You know, like, I I thought just in my head, like, you know, like, how funny it would be is he always, like, doesn't want the food for himself. Like, he never tells anybody he wants the food for himself. Like, he always asks, like, for somebody to buy, like, you know, a five-layer for, like, Dan, who lives in the van. And Dan actually doesn't exist. It's kind of just, like, his way of, like, sidestepping. Like, you're not feeding me. Like, you're feeding... My friend, yeah, or like in my, my dog, basically. or my my yeah, my aunt, my sick aunt, <laughs> right? And <laughs> that's really what it is. So it's kind of like Dan's, kind of like the alter ego of this kid. So 
he just kind of comes off as like stupid, but anything that deals with Dan is like the more hardcore stuff. Like, you mm-hmm. know, he kind of just like has that split personality. Okay. What what's his name though? Um you know, I haven't I haven't come down with like I haven't found like a name for him. Okay. Yet. We'll just, we'll just call him, typical... We'll call him Dude. So we have Dude and yeah. Dan. <laughs> dude and Dan. All right. So so for now, placeholder. So pretty much like as you're like kind of going along with the movie, you know, it starts off and everything. He kind of finds like a, you know, like another kid that's hanging out on the beach. And maybe he's like a, a runaway kind of, you know, he just ran away from his house kind of stuff. So... He doesn't really have anywhere to go, but the dude has a van. So, you know, he's just like, oh, you know, like, man, like, if you, like, hook us up, like, you know, we'll, uh, you know, I'll let you, like, crash in the van tonight and stuff like that. So he kind of, like, gains this, like, friend, you know, kind of thing. So so, this is where it all... So is this this kid, like, like kind of like a cuter looking kid or something like that so like maybe like everybody kind of gets the dudes like his his shenanigans so they like give up on him and then like walk over to the kid who's like newly homeless and he's like okay can i please get a taco sir and they're like oh yeah no problem we'll go grab you one right now so he's like huh (laughs) like maybe i should befriend this kid because obviously whatever he's got going it's working for him (laughs) yeah yeah and I mean, like, I was kind of thinking, like, maybe this this kid's kind of he kind of looks like a Mormon kind of thing. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, he's not he's not Mormon, but like he's like that fresh cut. You know, he looks you know not California. He looks like a yeah, like he looks like a good kid kind of thing. Yeah, and so that's kind of like you know where they have like problems between the two of them is like this the dude kind of goes like way off on everything. And he's kind of just way the fuck out there in the fields. And this kid's a little bit more, like, in the now. Like, he's like, you know, like, I've gone to church, man. Like, you know, I got a good family. It's just I'm having problems with them kind of thing. So you kind of have, like, the the society kind of thing. Like, you know, one's a part of society. The other one's kind of an outcast. Yeah. That's, you know, like, as I said, I was saying, like, he he always tries to, like throw ideas at him or, you know, he's trying to come up with an idea and this kid is kind of just like taking it just because he's like having to hang out with him because he's got the only place where he can crash kind of thing. Yeah. So the, the story kind of goes is like, uh, the dude basically in high school or I don't know, you could probably even do like middle school. He had like a a principal, and maybe this is like one of those like schools where you go from like middle school into high school in the same school kind of thing. Yeah. But the high school, like the the principal there, made his life miserable, and you don't exactly like he never gives away like exactly what he did, but this kid thinks that like he is the devil. And so, like, whenever he's talking about, like, he'll bring up the devil and stuff, and he's just like, oh, like, you know, like, one day I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a cult and, like, you know, we're going to go and kill, like, the devil, you know, and that kind of stuff. And this other kid just thinks he's, like, just talking crazy. But this kid, you eventually find out, like, he legitimately thinks this principal was the actual devil. Like, the the kid at, you know, this other kid at first, like, doesn't really, you know, believe this. and Yeah, he's, like, holding on to his beliefs and stuff. Like, there's there's no such thing as the devil. and Right. Okay. So, so, and, so, let me just, like, back up a second. So, so, basically, like, these two come up with, like, some master plan about how to, like, scam a bunch of people out of a bunch of free Mexican food. And they end up kind of hitting <laughs> it off and becoming friends and coming up with all these crazy tactics together and then like one late night when they're all you know filled up on tacos and they're just laying in the van like the dude kind of just drops all this stuff on this kid like out of nowhere and tells him all that right 
that's kind of like, you know, where the whole downfall of the whole movie starts, you know, like, because everything's good up until that point. Well, yeah, I, then, I could see the kid kind of like start start to like second think this arrangement. Like, it's cool to get this free food and all, but uh, maybe I didn't realize what I signed up for. Right. So as they're like talking and stuff, he, he the dude actually like brings up like why he actually believes because the other kid is like wanting to know like, okay, like wh- what's your, like what's the proof behind this? Like, do you have any proof that he actually is the devil? And he's just like, dude, like I'll show you. So he's like, I'm just going to like, we're going to go to Taco Bell and like, we're going to get a five layer. And he's like, what the fuck? Like we we just ate a whole bunch of food. Like <laughs> now you want to eat again? Like you're just trying to get me out of like my money. He's like, no dude, like I need the taco. Like I need, I need the burrito kind of thing. So they drive through, they get the stupid burrito and they drive off and they park in the parking lot. Right. And so he takes the five layer out of the bag and like he shakes out the contents of the burrito like on the ground and it gets on the side of the van and shit. And he goes in the back and like in the back of his van, he's got like a, I, I was just like imagining like a tube TV. Okay. Don't know why, but like <laughs> there's like a fucking tube TV in the back of his van. <laughs> and he's got like extension cords. So just in case like he ever actually can plug it in, like he'll plug it into like an outlet. Yeah. I could see him so like, like tapping into like a, like a phone booth or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he's got, like, the rabbit ears and everything, but he's got, like, the VHS player and shit. And, like, there's, like, VHS scattered around in the back. And then, you know, like, I'm imagining, like, sleeping bags on, like, that shaggy-ass, like, nasty red carpeting or some shit. shagging wagon. (laughs) Yeah. For the 70s show fans out there. (laughs) So... he, he, He gets this burrito shaken off and stuff, and he runs in the back, and he's just like, all right, dude, like, now watch, watch. So he takes the fucking burrito wrap and sticks it to the TV. And, you know, like, for the time being, he actually does have it plugged in or whatever. But he turns on the TV, and it's just that, like, static, you know, like the, the yeah. black and white static. White noise. So he, he sticks it on there, and it's, like, just sticking to the, to the glass. And then he takes, like, the Diablo sauce. Mm, of course, it's Diablo. <laughs> yeah. And he starts to smear it on the burrito, right? And this kid is just, like, looking at him like... What the... (laughs) What in the fuck is, like, this kid on? Like, you know, you are on fucking drugs right now. Yeah. (laughs) And sure enough, dude, like, as it's sitting there, and he's, like, looking at him and, like, that, you know, the TV light and shit, he watches, like, the, the sauce, like, funnel down through it, and it actually starts to, like, make a message. Like, written into the burrito. Okay. He's like, alright, like, this is, like, this is it. Like, you know, we have it now. He's like, dude, it just looks like a whole bunch of, like, scribbles and stuff like that. Like, he's like, no, like, I can read this. Like, I can read this stuff. Like, give me that book that's in the back of the van. And so he pulls out this, like, book, and it's, like, a satanic book. They go through it, and, like, he actually, like, deciphers this code that's on this burrito. Okay. And so he's like, every single time, he's like, it never fails. It always gives me the coordinates to my principal's house. Whoa. Okay. I mean, I I guess if you like abandon all logic and just make it kind of fun and random, like it makes sense. But like like people who are going to try to put this together, like, yeah, but the electrical signals and all this, how does that make sense? But I guess if you just like abandon all that and just go for a ride, it's actually pretty clever. Yeah. Like, I mean, like we're talking about Satan, man, like, you know. Anything with the devil can be, like, mysterious and just, like, completely, like, random. Like, why is it that it's always adding up to just where this guy used to live kind of thing? Okay. So, 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 that, so that's, what if, what if like, what if, like, when he's explaining this, like, deep story to the kid, he kind of, t- like, like you said, he doesn't really tell him what happened. But, you know, maybe we show, like, kind of flashbacks and just kind of how he sees this guy. You know, but we don't ever, like, maybe show his face. Like, maybe we do kind of like the Charlie Brown thing. Like, you only see him from, like, the 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 shoulders down or something like that. Because he's always sitting at a desk or something, you know. And then, like, uh, 
just say something like, yeah, man, he did something to me. Like, like I can see things now. And this kid is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so right. it, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. If, if like, that was like, like he took the wrapper and like opened the burrito and kind of smeared it all over the wrapper. And then he like puts the, the wrapper on the TV and then they go sit in the van and they're like watching it. And this kid's just looking at the dude like, uh, what are we waiting for? And he's like, oh, man, I forgot the most important part. Like he goes and like peels it back off and then <laughs> pours a bunch of Diablo sauce like on the paper and then sticks it back to the TV. Because then you would see almost like the, the light from the TV shining through the paper. And then you could see it kind of like, like dripping down and almost morphing uh-huh. into something. You know, and then the kid is like, huh, like there might be something to this. And then at the end, it just looks like a bunch of blobs. But the dude's all freaking out. Like, did you see it? Did you see it? And he like runs over and like tries to write it down real quick, like what he saw, you know. But then, yeah, it has this whole elaborate scheme about how there's coordinates and stuff, you know. Right. So they take this information. He's like, well, like, why haven't you ever like tracked down, like actually tracked it down? And he's like, oh, man, like, you know, like I'm really scared to go and do that. He's like. You know, it's just me and me and Dan in the van. Like, you know, I, I don't want to do it by myself. So, you know, like, would you go with me kind of thing? You know. <laughs> Is this the first time the kid is so, hearing about Dan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and he, like, refer, like, he was, like, referring to himself, but, like, you know. Yeah, the kid doesn't know. He's all sitting there like, uh, why is this the first time hearing about Dan? And he's like, well, who the fuck is Dan? Like, and he's like. Oh man, like you, you know, you'll meet him soon, you know, kind of thing. And so, like, well, he just kind of leads them on with like the the whole damn Dan thing. Yeah, but, it's like an ongoing kind of <laughs> is is he real or is he not thing? Right. And with the whole Dan thing, I'm I was thinking like, you know how like people um, they refer to themselves as like something different. Yeah, like the third person. But, yeah, like, but there there was, like, a reasoning to it, the whole thing, and I was just thinking, like, maybe you can do, like, a why, like, like the reasoning why this kid is the way he is, is, like, maybe Dan was his older brother. Something happened with his older brother where his older brother passed away, and he kind of took over, like, his, like, personality, but in a separate sense. Okay. You know, like, because... That's the, that's kind of like the thing is like I want it to be like really really like dark and heavy with you know the overtones of the whole thing but like it's stupid and funny but it actually has some like depth seriousness to it you know like where you feel bad for this kid because eventually you learn what happens and like why he thinks the way he does okay kind of thing okay. so so, so I think that this kid, the younger kid, is like not convinced. Like he saw this, this smeared like wrapper and stuff, and he's like, "Okay, well, this still doesn't count as proof. Like, like the only way we're gonna get it is if we go over there. Like, let's go, let's go right now." Right. So, like they, he actually does go over there, and like principal doesn't live there anymore. So there's just like a random family that lives in this house. So they have to like break into this house because the coordinates to him say like it's in the house like there's something in the house that it's been leading him to so they break in and i don't exactly like know what they would find um or, or but what, maybe there's what if like, it's just like a big misunderstanding like they totally think it's this guy's house so they like you know this this kid who's usually like the good kid like because the, the surfer dude is kind of like no man i ain't going near that house and the kid's like come on like you wanted your proof like let's go like we're gonna we're gonna break in, you know, and then they break into the people's house and realize that he doesn't live there anymore. That there's like a whole other family, you know. But maybe in doing so, since you said you don't know what they find, maybe like the family like bust them, you know. Maybe like the dad like comes out and stuff, and they get in a big like like wrestling fight, and like the lights are dark and stuff, so you don't really see what's going on. And then when he stands up, it's like a completely different guy, but you wouldn't know this because you just saw the flashback and we never showed the guy's face. So then like have mm-hmm. like the dude be surprised, like what well, you're not Mr. Blah, 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 or Mr. Diablo or whatever his name was. And then, uh, right. and be like, yeah, what are you doing in my house? You know, he's all holding like the baseball bat and stuff. And like Mr. Diablo, like, like he doesn't live here anymore. 
you know, and they're like, well, like, sorry, like we, we got mixed up, you know? So it's like this huge thing, but like maybe something happens with that where maybe, like the, the maybe f- they see something like maybe, maybe like they sit him down, like in the, like the living room and he just like the, the guy that, you know, almost hit him with the baseball bat, the guy that lives there, like, you know, he's just like trying to talk to him. Like, like, why would you do this? Like, wh- you know, like, why would you like break in my house? Like, you know, you guys are going to get yourselves in trouble. Like I could have killed you. And maybe like, as he's like explaining something, like he's just like, Oh, like, you know, like I remember the guy that we bought the house from was an older guy and stuff. Like, you know, the, you know, he, he moved down to like Florida or something or, you know, it was just somewhere weird, but maybe he just says like something like random, like, Oh, like the only thing that he left here was like, something like you know like he left this like little souvenir or whatever like in the house and he's like oh i put it on my shelf like let me go grab it for you like you know just kind of like random and it's like something that's like completely stupid it's like a little bird or you know maybe like a glass bird or some shit yeah and he's like yeah like it was left on the table like i don't know but like don't fucking break in anybody's house again like you know so yeah, maybe I, I, I could see him like winning. Like, he's got him like tied up and stuff. And, like he's telling his wife, like, go, go call, call the cops. And the kids are freaking out. Like go in your room. And you know, they're just like, sorry, dude. Like, like we, we thought you were somebody else. And you know, and then they like, maybe start like talking about it. And maybe like, maybe while like the dude is tied up, he sees it on the shelf. Like, well, where'd you get that? You know? And then the, the guy's mm-hmm. all like, like holding the baseball bat and his wife's on the phone in the background and stuff. And he's like, what? Like, that like that was that was from the previous owner he's like no I, i've seen that before you know or something weird like he's drawn to it oh or maybe like it was on like his desk or something yeah yeah you know, like yeah, when like he was just, a little kid yeah something crazy like that and then you know of course like it would be kind of cool if the police ended up getting involved in some way shape or form but like they were on the run from the police at the same time as they were trying to catch find this principal that may or may not right. be the devil so like yeah maybe maybe they do figure out how to like one up this family and escape the house and grab that bird like so now they're on the run from the police too. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty good. Add some intense um, intensity to it, some realism too. Like because because I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know if the dude's actually gonna be the devil or not, but like at least there's some real world consequences happening too. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know, like, I was just thinking, like, maybe they get this, like, item, I mean, maybe if it is a bird that was on his desk, like, um, maybe they they finally get back to the van and stuff, and they're like, all right, dude, like, you know, like, we we gotta, like, consult the gods again, you know, kind of thing, (laughs) and so they have to go get another fucking burrito. Yeah, yeah. And, but, because now, like, I mean, essentially now that they're on the run, um, Maybe they're driving like out of California, so they're trying to get out of the city stuff. Oh, okay. So they're hold like, on, hold on, hold on. I have a really cool idea, and it would look really cool visually if we did something like this. So, like, what if, if like this kid, the younger kid, is like about to give up? He's like, no, like, like obviously this is like bullcrap. Like, you've got me into this situation. The police are after us now. Like, I- I'm done. And he's like, dude, 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 like, let's just, just let's let's go, let's go get some food and let's think this over. Like, like, give me one more chance to prove it to you. So have them like go back to the to their parking lot where they usually park, and then like just have them like studying this, like like you said, like a glass bird. I kind of almost imagine like those crystals, you know, so it actually has like the edges, the smooth edges and stuff. Like it's actually like a little crystal bird. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like, examining it and trying to do all these like things to it and they just can't figure it out. Right. And, you know, they're like, well, let's, let's just call it a night. Like, like obviously like the police haven't caught up to us yet. So, so maybe they described the band wrong or they didn't see the plate or something like that. We'll just crash and we'll hit it in the morning. And then the kid like kind of feels bad for the dude because he's like, well, he kind of really believes it. And I almost ditched him and stuff. So. Like maybe I'll put a little bit more effort into it. And he's like, hold on, like, let's just get like some more food real quick. And then whatever. So they, they go through the drive through, get the food again, park back in the parking lot. And then they're like nodding off or whatever about to fall asleep. Like the kid, like it just can't stop looking at this bird. Like the dude is already snoring and stuff. 
and he just can't stop looking at this bird and the TV's going and you see like the light and stuff. And then he kind of sees it like bouncing up the side of the, the van, like on the inside of the van. And he's trying to look at what the, the reflection is making a refraction rather through the glass of the crystal and doesn't really see anything. Uh. And then he's like, dude, and like the guy like jumps up. He's like, I have an idea. And he like grabs the, the bird and then he grabs like some of the wrappers out of the, out of like, the, that are all crumbled up and stuff. And he like rolls them up and then smears like the, the gunk all over, like the food gunk all over the bird. And then he like puts it back up to the TV and he's like trying to shine it on the wall and you can't see anything. And then the dude is like, like, I'm sorry, little bro. I didn't mean to get you into this. Like, like, like now, now you're like trying to, you're just trying to make me feel better. Like just, it's cool, man. Just go to sleep. Like we'll go our separate ways in the morning. And this kid is like, no, like, like, where's that Diablo sauce? And he starts like looking around, like lifting up all the trash and stuff and pizza boxes or whatever's in there and finds like the Diablo sauce. And he's like, I have an idea. And he's like, what? And he's like, okay, like drive up to the wall real quick. So they like drive up to, this is like the middle of the night. So they drive up to the, the taco shop. Like they have like those um, stucco walls, you know? So they pull like right up to one of those. It's kind of blank. And then he's like, turn on your headlights. And they get out of the van and like, the dude turns on his headlights and he goes over and he puts the bird in front of the headlights and then he pours the the sauce on top of the bird and tries to shine it shine the headlights through it and it projects onto the wall and it actually like shows like the coordinates like you can actually see them for real for real mm-hmm. like i think that'd be so like such a cool shot as just them like in this parking lot in the middle of the night with the headlights on pu- putting this crystal bird up to the headlights and projecting this message up onto the wall. That would be pretty sweet. You know, cause at first when you, when you drip it on there, it doesn't look like anything. It like kind of covers it and stuff. But as it starts separating, you kind of see like the horns come up and then like, it shows like what could be like longitude, latitude, cor- longitude, latitude coordinates, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, like- and then this kid, like when he was about to like dip out on him, like literally is like, Oh my God, like there's something to this. Right. So obviously, like th- this kid just you know gets this like re- eureka moment of like, holy shit! Like I thought this kid was a fucking dumbass, and yeah, and then they go and like like rip like underneath the seat and pull out like the map and like put it across the hood, and they're like trying to find the coordinates of where it's at, and yeah, it's like somewhere out of state or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, like but that's that's kind of like where it goes. It's like, I mean, like I, it's always like based around like a taco, you know? Like there's always like these taco stands that they're always going to because um i mean i don't know how many like clues that they get but finally like i mean the end result is like they get the coordinates to his actual like location kind of thing so i mean that you could do a couple other like you know i was thinking like maybe they find like a vhs tape that you know leads them to you know something you know, like where the VHS, like they put it in and like they play and it like stops at like a certain time and it like freezes like a frame or some shit. And like in the frame of like the the shot, like there's like numbers and stuff like maybe like on a, like a TV screen or some, you know, from like a, some like old fifties movie or whatever. Yeah. And that kind of gives them like the second coordinates because i kind of really wanted like the the 80s feel to it all what hold on i don't know okay so so that's that's a pretty cool idea because what if what if like the coordinates lead them to another school and they're like oh like i thought he retired but maybe he's at this school so they have to go through this like school in the middle of the night and like as they're going through like the coordinates lead them to like the av room so they have like all remember like where they used to wheel the TVs into your classroom, you know, on, on the big stands mm-hmm. and they had like the VCR or like whatever on it, like and they'd wheel them into your room. So this is like the AV room where they have them like all like lined up in there and just kind of scattered. And this is where it leads them specifically to this room. So then they're in there and like one of the TVs turns on and then like all of them start turning on or something weird like that. And then they all show like the the snow the white noise and then like one of them like in the middle starts actually showing something and what it shows is that taco place that they always go to it's just like a still shot of it so almost like like the ring or like sinister like those movies 
where it's just like mm-hmm. that shot. And then you see like the back of someone walk up to the door and grab the handle and it freezes like right on that frame. But we don't explain like what it is, you know? And then like, they're like the taco place. Like why, why would that be important? And then like the dude like looks at it and he's like, that's not our taco place. That's the one where I grew up in like this other state or something. So, so like that, that could tie into the brother situation. So the guy in the footage, like he recognizes him, but he doesn't tell the younger kid who it is, you know, but maybe it's his brother. And that's why he goes to the taco shop is his brother. That was the last place he was ever seen walking into this taco shop and he's been missing this whole time or something happened to him, you know, and the parents gave up on him. And this was, you know, the, the downfall of, of why the dude is homeless and, and all these things that led to the family issues and all that. But this, like he sees this footage and knows exactly what it is, but doesn't tell the kid, but knows that he has to go back to this original taco shop because this, this, since this was the last place he was ever seen, that's why he continues to go to the taco shop. Oh, okay. That's smart. See, see, knew I'd bring this to you and like <laughs> you'd come up with something good. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it does sound kind of humorous, but it also sounds pretty dark and serious at the same time. Like, and like, I, I still, I'm curious to where you're going to go with the end of it. But, um, I think like adding these like depth and layers to it, like makes it pretty intense, you know, especially like if, as they're like leaving town to go back to the, the original taco shop, they pass like a police cruiser who recognizes the van, you know? So they start like putting on the heat basically, mm. you know, cause I, I could see them like while they're in this school and they see this footage, like right as the dude is kind of contemplating explaining what it is, like the police come in through the school and you see all the flashlights going around and stuff and they have to like escape the school, you know, make it kind of like a little, chase scene kind of thing you know right maybe they like ditch like the maybe that how they actually get away is like maybe they throw like the the tube tv out the back and it like hits the cop car yeah or something you stupid know? you know like 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 the dude has like firecrackers in his pocket or something like you <laughs> should never have in your pocket <laughs> yeah. you know that way it still kind of yeah. remain like keeps the humor you know so they end up kind of on a foot chase and like run into the school and they end up getting like cornered in like a classroom and like the cops are trying to get through the door or something like that. And he just like pulls them out and he's like, well, what are those? He's like, Oh, the firecrackers, bro. And like, he's like, why do you have firecrackers in your pocket? And he's like, well, I always have firecrackers in my pocket. You never know, man. <laughs> just dumb he's like, you never like know that. when you need to prank somebody. Right. And then they're in like the, the science lab. So they throw on like one of the Bunsen burners and like light it and like throw it at the door and it starts going off. And the cops are like diving, like, get down, he's got a gun. <laughs> and then they like run and jump out the window and like run out of the van all fast and like get out of there. It's kind of like Scooby Doo in a way. Like it has that stupidness to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like the ridiculous way that they get in and out of situations. I, yeah. ca- I kind of almost imagine the dude kind of like like Jay from Jay and the Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like not necessarily the look, but definitely like the demeanor. <laughs> yeah. He has that like stupid voice, you know, like the that like just dumbass voice, but like yeah, like somehow they always manage to just you know get themselves out of a stupid situation in the most like insane way possible. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Where you go with this? I mean, like eventually, like you know, maybe it does lead him back to like this. Um, I don't know, a town in like uh, what is it, like. It's close to California. Like Nevada um, or Oregon. Oregon would be cool because Oregon's got some creepy stuff up there. Like if you did like, uh, like well, you could do Salem, Oregon. I know that there's like Salem in Massachusetts, but you could do Salem, Oregon. <laughs> kind of like just to make it more funny. You know, because Oregon's okay. above California, so. All right. Well, then Salem, Oregon it is. <laughs> and um, so like, you know, he, he they eventually get there, you know. They find this taco shop, and so, like, maybe he doesn't particularly, like, want to go to the taco shop because, you know, it's this is now bringing back a whole bunch of memories and stuff like that. Yeah, like, the only reason he's so, there is because it was his brother's favorite restaurant, but he moved to California, so he still eats right. at his brother's favorite restaurant. It's just not the exact location that this happened. Maybe you could make, like, the taco shop, like, a chain, you yeah. know, kind of like they did, like, movies and... Uh, taco Hell. You know... <laughs> 
Taco Hell or some shit. Like, but yeah, it'd be cool to like make it like a real franchise, but you know, just pretend that it's like all around and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if Taco Bell's listening um, and you want us to use your name for this and give us free food, uh, we're we're definitely open to that. <laughs> yes, yes. Please Taco Bell. Please pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we get like free Mountain Dew for like the rest of our lives. Right. Baja ba- Blast. Baja Blast. I'll bring the Tums. And like five layer burritos. <laughs> oh, what'd you guys get out of the movie? We we got five layer burritos for the rest right. of our lives. <laughs> oh, dude. So, okay. Do, do you kind of know where this ends? Because I have some pretty cool ideas. Um, I mean, I, I don't like, so that, that's where I'm kind of like conflicted is I don't know how I want it to end. Like, I mean, I don't know if like I want it to be actually serious or like if it's like one of those like head trippy things where you know like all these things kind of led to them actually like somehow randomly finding the principal but in this the dude's head like he's thinking that he's satan because of you know this certain event and i mean like i think like at the very end like you actually figure out like what actually happened Hmm. That, so, like, that's that's pretty dark i was gonna go somewhere similar but not like that yeah yeah i was gonna go i mean like I, I didn't black phone on it oh okay i mean like i'm up i'm kind of open to ideas i didn't like as i said i didn't exactly like know where i wanted to go but like you could go that route you could go like a more stupid funny route or like you know somewhere in between but i'm i'm open to ideas so i, I like the idea of keeping the humor in it, like, like a dark comedy, um, but having those serious tones. So I kind of imagine it being, you know, almost like a Harold and Kumar thing where they get in a bunch of crazy antics and the police are on their trail and all this stuff, but they're also doing this serious work, you know, and the whole time this younger kid is conflicted. Like, am I like actually helping him find the devil or am I just like, you know, promoting his mental disability here, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and like have it go to all these crazy things. And then finally they end up becoming like, you know, really best friends and they trust each other. And then they get all the way to this, this final taco place that, that there's the last place that his brother was ever seen. So maybe we don't exactly explain it at that point though. Like, I mean, I, obviously listening to this podcast, you, you know that already, but in the movie version, you know, like, it's just like you saw that clip on the video, like there's hints dropped here and there about his brother, but nothing ever really going on. You just hear about Dan. You think he's an imaginary friend. It, it's it's humor. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Dan helps them get out of situations sometimes or something, you know, and we don't really explain why or what's happening or any of it. But it just it just adds to the to the humor and the, the level of, of complicated things that are going on in the dude's brain that this kid is kind of like the audience. We're just along for the ride and we, we kind of want to help him and see where this is going to go. But we also don't want it to be like, Oh dang, he really does have a mental problem. So, um, I imagine them kind of coming together, banding together and they're like, fine, we're going to go to this last restaurant right here. And then this is it. Like, then we go our separate ways, you know, but like, I'm with you now. So they go in there. It's like first thing in the morning, that's why I said like Harold and Kumar style. Like first thing in the morning, they go in there and the manager comes out and he's like, hi, like welcome to taco hell or whatever, you know, like it's all like super dramatic and funny. And then he's like, Oh, I know you. He's like, you, you have a delivery, you know? And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you have a delivery. And he's like, what? Like taco places don't deliver. Like only pizza places deliver, bro. <laughs> like, like, no, you have, you have a delivery. Like it's a special address. And he like gives him the bag and it has like an address written on it. And he's like, okay. So they like drive to this address. And of course it's like Salem, Morgan. So it's like the epic climactic finale. And they drive up this like creepy looking hill in this forest and they find like this giant gate and they like go through it and they end up finding this like creepy old abandoned looking mansion you know so like you're sitting here like watching this like holy crap they just found the devil's house like they had it wrong the whole time it's salem oregon not salem massachusetts (laughs) but um (laughs) he's like those 
Those witches were dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, but I like okay. So I, I don't I don't know if you've ever watched Atlanta or if any of the fans have ever watched Atlanta that we're talking to. Um, there is an episode where they were like um, one of the guys has to deliver a piano to the house, and if you know what I'm talking about, you already probably know where I'm going with this, but I'll explain it in our story now. So they go in and the principal's there. Like we actually get to see him. He answers the door and he's very nice to the dude and, and, and the younger guy. And he's like, come, come inside. Like, you know, like, well, what are you guys doing here? I haven't seen you in years. Like, thank you so much for the food. He's like, yeah, I always place this order like every, every Tuesday or something. He's like, it's, it's my breakfast burrito. And, and I get it with extra Diablo sauce and, you know, these, these kids are like freaking out, like, oh my God, like this is the devil. We just walked in the devil's house. Like, what are we doing right now? But eventually it just ends up being this huge tense conversation, you know, and they're trying to like figure out why they're here. They're trying to look for the proof. Like, is this guy worth killing? Like what, what, what can we do in this situation that we're in right now? Like, like they were expecting to like you said, like rile up people and, and show them that the devil exists and stuff. And they just stumbled right into it. And now they don't have another chance to get out of it. So just make it this weird, awkward conversation. And like, you know, they talk about like, Oh, we should really get going and stuff. And, you know, he kind of like stands in front of the door. Like, no, no. Like, like I haven't had company in years, like just creepy kind of stuff, you know? And get to the point where they actually like realize that this dude is bad news. Like they have to get out of this house right now. So they split up Mm -hmm. and they're running through the house and trying to figure out how to get out of here. And in doing so, you know, there, there'd be some filler here and there about how they do that. Like you said, like some Scooby-Doo antics, but we're to the serious point of the movie now and then have it. So the dude ends up discovering like a hidden passage in this house you know, like maybe he bumps into something that like opens something and he slides down to the basement and he finds his brother who's been down here for like five years. Oh shit. But his brother's dead. Like he finds like the corpse of his brother and it's all like rotted and stuff. Like it fell down this slide in this house. He's been down there this whole time. And this, Oh, maybe his like brother has like a, you know, like when they do like a flashback of his brother, like maybe like, we do something like he has like a one of those like leather jackets on with like the patches and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think he explains it at all. Like, so as an audience watching this movie, you would have no idea. You think he finds this body and then like, yeah, something like that. Like he has a letterman jacket or something like exactly the opposite of what the dude is. You know, he's like like the, the high school jock or whatever, you know, he was he was like freshman quarterback that was playing, you know, for for varsity, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but you don't know this. So like he sees it and then we do like a quick flashback of the little hints that we saw before and we show like the screen and the school and all that, you know, and then you realize this is the same guy. So we don't say it's his brother yet. We just realize it's the same guy. That's all. And then, uh, like have him kind of freak out and like start almost like crying and, and rolling over to him and like trying to pick him up. And he's like, Dan, Dan, is it, is it you? Like, Dude, that would be like heartbreaking. Like in this movie being like so serious and like realizing what he just found like right all there at the exact same moment would be nuts. Yeah. You know, but uh, I I mean, I don't I don't exactly like know where you're going, but like is was his brother like maybe like a deli- like the delivery driver for the taco place? I think and maybe that's actually like how he got there. I I, I think I think if we explain a little bit earlier, you know, like, like during some of the conversations between the the dude and the kid that, um, you know, things weren't the greatest between their family. Like they were always like struggling to survive, like to make ends meet. They were always like three months behind on rent, like all these things that his brother took it upon himself to go get a job. So he went to this taco place and then the manager was like, Hey, like, you want a job? Prove to me you're worthy. Like, like, go make this delivery real quick. And then never came back. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we, ex- like, this is your interview. Like, you're going to just do this delivery. If you, if you make it back to this store, we will hire you on the spot, you know? Oh, that sucks, man. Yeah. So like, that's... We, we explain it like that, but we do it at, like, the end of the movie, the very end. 
So like, like right now, we just realized that this is his brother and all that stuff. So we don't know what happened to him. I mean, he's fully dressed and all that. So we're not going anywhere like that. Like, like something happened to him where he ended up in this house, almost in the exact same situation that these kids are in right now, you know, but Mm -hmm. make it so like the other kid that he befriended is actually super important to where the story goes, because if the dude would have found all this stuff by himself, he would have been stuck in the same situation his brother was. But since he brought his friend, like his friend's able to outsmart this Mr. Diablo or whatever is the ex principal's name is he's able to like outsmart him and save the dude. And then they can get out of the house, you know, but then in doing so, like the police are already on their trail. So the police are pulling up to the house while this is all happening. So like, Maybe we never explain if this dude is the devil or not. Like, we drop hints that he definitely is, but then we drop other hints that you're like, no, this is just a crazy human being. Like, as this is going and this, this guy's, like, hunting through his house for these two kids, you know, the police are pulling up outside, you know, they pull up silently behind the van and stuff, and they're, like, looking at the van, like, yep, this is it and stuff. So, like, as this is all happening, like, this house is getting surrounded by police and stuff. Like, wouldn't that be nuts? That, I mean, yeah, dude, like, that that would be, like, as you were saying, like, pretty, pretty heartbreaking to, like, find your brother. Yeah, you think Dan is funny this whole time, and then as soon as he calls yeah. him Dan, you're like, oh, what? Yeah. It's almost like suburbia in a way, like, it has that, like, suburbia kind of feel to it, like, at the end, where it's just, everything gets, like, super, super serious like right at the very end yeah yeah and and this guy this principal guy being so distracted by these kids doesn't notice the police pulling up outside of the house and stuff you know like yeah of course these kids have to like outsmart this principal somehow you know like maybe he he finds him you know like throws him down something to help him climb out you know because i almost imagine it like literally like a slide that goes down and just to complete darkness basically you know, and then the door mm-hmm. like it, it kind of stays open because it's such an old house and it's just kind of creaking like back and forth kind of thing. But it's so far up this like slide that you can't climb up it, you know, and it's so steep, you know, so he gets like the light from that. And that's how he sees the body. But like since it's open and the other kids run around the house, like he sees it, tries to go help the dude who's down there, you know, while staying away from the principal guy. Right. Yeah, so maybe, like, they get split up at some point when they're in there and he's, like, running around, like, you know, trying to hide. But, like, he's also, like, you know, like, yelling his name and stuff. And, like, he he maybe just, like, hears him, like, down this, like, chute kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, an old laundry, like, an old laundry chute or some shit. Yeah, Like, just a weird. Like, like a garbage chute almost. Oh, yeah, garbage chute. You know, like, like like back in the day, like those olden type houses, like maybe that's how they did it is they thought burying everything underground was the easiest way. So this is like an old garbage chute. But yeah, I kind of imagine like these kids like barely making out of this house, you know, and then this guy coming after them and or, or something like that. Like like they outsmart this guy. They get him like, you know, knocked out or something like that, like right at the in front of the front door, they're like sitting on the stairs, like, you know, like they're all like lean back and stuff and they have like weapons and they're like covered in blood and stuff. And like, they're just like, they had this huge epic fight and like the police come in, kick open the door and stuff. And they see like the principal, like laying there unconscious, you know, but have that kind of be the end of the movie is where like at this point you're like, yeah, he's not a devil. He's just, he's just a regular guy, you know, that, does evil things, you know, kind of like have the police like arrest him and take him to the car, you know, and the police are like shining the lights down the tunnel and they're like pulling out the body and they're putting it on the stretcher, like all respectful and stuff. And then, you know, have the police like talking to the kids and just being like, Hey, like, um, well, what we think happened was, you know, he was doing a delivery and, you know, the, he wanted to show him something and kicked him down this hole basically, you know, like, like, and, and we could almost do kind of like a, a a quick flashback while the cops like explaining this and showing him like, you know, going to the restaurant, like 
for an application. Like, I'm just trying to help out my family, sir. You know, and it's like, all right, well, you know, do this delivery and if you make it back, you're hired. You know, he goes up, delivers it. The guy's like, oh, like I left my wallet upstairs. Would you mind coming in? You know, and he like walks upstairs and then he's like looking around. He's like, can you look on that shelf right there? And he like looks on the shelf and then he pushes the button. The door opens and he kicks him down it or something. You know, it's like he literally just did it just to kill this kid. Like no reason besides that, you know, and then have him like you know, go back to the cop kind of explaining everything. And then, you know, just telling him like, you know, we understand you guys got some, some charges racked up against you, but you did, you did help us out with, you know, a, a decades old mystery, you know, that there's, there's probably more bodies in this house that we haven't even found yet. Like something like that. That's and that's what I was thinking. Like maybe, maybe this guy's like a, maybe he's like a serial killer. And exactly. Stuff. And so like, you know, maybe they're like shining their lights around and like, he has like souvenirs from other victims and stuff. Like this kid was just, you know, he just happened to be in the basement. And so like the jacket was down in the basement, but then like, you know, maybe the cops are going through and maybe you just at, when you first initially see it, like they're like looking around, shining their lights and like, there's like you, they spotlight like certain things and like maybe these were from other victims or what if you don't even show any of that and they, you just show them kind of do like one of those aerial views at the end, you know, where like it's morning, you know, obviously it was morning when they delivered it. So now it's like the mid afternoon and it's just showing like this aerial view of like the kids talking to one of the officers and then like them just pulling out bodies, like tons of bodies that are wrapped up that they're carrying out like 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 15 of them. Like, we don't explain oh, any of that. Like, we just show it <laughs> and then have the cop kind of explain a little bit and then show, like, the little bit, the tiny bit of backstory flashback and then kind of just have the cop say something like, you know, there's there's probably even more bodies that we haven't even discovered yet. And we're going to look into his previous living locations as well. And then have it kind of be like where the kids are, like, sitting on the front step or, like, the dude and the kid. And, like, they put the, the principal in the back of the police car and they're getting ready to like drive off with him. So you're like, oh, he gets what he deserves. And this be like the very end of the movie. So like as he's driving away with him in the back of the car, like you see like the the police lights, like the blue and the red, and then it just stops on red and kind of does this like digital like analog mixture flutter thing like on his face. And it, and it makes his mm-hmm. eyes like glow red, like his human eyes obviously, like his pupils, like they just they glow red because of the light that's there, but it stops on his face like that, you know, uh, like, and then like the kids look around and all the police cars lights are stuck on red and then have him like smile and then have the police car drive off and have that be like the end of the movie. That would be fucking creepy, dude. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you, like you literally thought, Oh my God, he's just a human, like who's terrible human. And then like, he doesn't, he doesn't stop the lights himself or anything. It just kind of does some weird kind of matrix glitch type thing. And then he smiles and they drive off and you're like, Oh my God, but is he? <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. Well, or what if like you, okay. Like what if we do that? But like, um, have you seen those pictures? Like where they, where they still frame like the very end of the movie, but then there's like still like the lights are still like, you know, like actually moving. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe you could do that, like, where, like, they just, like, finally look up, like, as he's driving away, and it still frames, like, just him looking out the back of the window. Smiling. And then... Ear to ear. He's, like, smiling, but then the lights are still, like, flashing on him. And he freezes it on a red one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that would be creepy. That would be good. Plus, it would leave it up to mystery. I I think, you know, it would definitely be... um, stuck in your head you'd be thinking about that for a while like is was he or was he not like why did they never explain it <laughs> right yeah man I, th- I think you'd be just creepy dude like um but i think like with all that stuff going on like it would really make whoever plays the dude it would make that role very very significant so you'd have to find somebody that can really play like almost two people yeah um 
to like hit that home with like basically like he covers up all of his emotions with like the stupidness, the funniness and you know stuff but like he looks at, you know like when you first initially see him like you're obviously you judge everybody by like when you first initially see them so he looks like a bad kid kind of thing but because he's like stupid and you know all that stuff like people take him for you know this you know kind of just drifter kind of kid but really like you know he has some like history with like his family and you know obviously his brother dying and stuff and so like a lot of his you know entire personality was from his brother and yeah. you know stuff like that so that was like that, lost that would make the second watch of it like even better because you understand why he is the way he is and honestly it would bring other things to question too like cuz this is this is obviously set in the real world so everything seems very grounded, even though this guy seems like he's living up in the clouds at first, that there's a devil around and stuff. But it's like, as it goes, like on a second watch, you'd be looking at it even deeper. Like, like, does he actually see his dead brother? Like, is he seeing the ghost of him? Like, like giving him these, these guidances and, and, you know, like, like you think the taco thing is a joke at first, you know, like, like, why did they throw this in the movie? Like, why is this important? But it's like, that was his brother's favorite restaurant. That was the first place that he like, you know, like wanted to go because that was his brother's favorite restaurant, you know, like, and it is significant because that was the last place his brother was ever seen. And like, there's so many layers to it mm. without ever really explaining it. It's just kind of like, like I said, on the second watch, you'd be putting all that together. Like, dang, that's really clever the way they did that. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think that was like kind of a stroke of genius that you, you bring up his brother like maybe working at a taco shop like that's like perfect dude yeah because i think like at the end the whole climax you just jump right into the eerie so like as soon as they pull up in that parking lot like the way the sun's shining first thing in the morning like everything like the way the trees are kind of covering the outsides of that building like it's just weird you know it's like a very eerie vibe you know but it looks like it wants to be a nice day kind of thing so i want to make it look really weird they go inside, you know, there's like nobody in there yet. The, like the manager's like the only person in there. He's like overly nice and smiling and stuff. And, oh, like, I know you, you, you got a delivery, you know, just like, what the heck is happening? Like, where did this turn in the twilight zone, you know? <laughs> right. And I think maybe like, and then like, okay, to add another layer to it, like when they were at the school and that, that still frame shot. Yeah. Maybe his van was the van from his brother. And so, like, maybe the the manager is, like, an older guy. And maybe he seen his van pull up into the same parking spot that was the still frame. And so, like, the old guy just, like, you know, maybe he's just kind of old and kind of senile-ish. That's the reason why he thinks maybe he had a delivery because it's the same van that his brother mm-hmm. had. Okay, yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, have them pull up, like, the epic shot of them pulling in the parking lot, show the outside of the building, and then, like, show from the inside when they're walking up to the doors, you know, fr- from the parking lot, and show, like, kind of the old over-the-shoulder view of the manager, like, cleaning a counter, kind of like like he's blurred, you know, and they're focused on, on them in the parking lot. And as they come to the door... You know, he kind of like looks up and you can see him look at the van and look back at them. So, but again, like an unspoken thing that happens. But yeah, that, that'd be like a cool detail. Mm. Yeah, man, I, I I think it's a pretty good. I mean, like just for like a really, really weird, random, but I kind of wanted to do a funny movie because I don't normally think about like funny or humor a lot in movies and stuff. So like that's kind of like why I challenge myself to like come up with something like humorous and you know something that's kind of like funny but has that like horror element to it yeah yeah and it's very it's a very much a mystery as well so i don't know I, I like it i think it's pretty cool like honestly when you started i wasn't sure where you're going with it and then like as it kind of started getting pulled back it was kind of cool because I, I like the mystery aspect to it you know like like is this guy really the devil like is this kid losing his mind? Like, 
what is the purpose of the tacos? Like, there's so many different, like, questions that you have watching it. And even at the end, you know, like, answering most of them but still leaving a bunch up for interpretation is pretty cool, too. And, you know, this this would be one that, like, you know, 15 years, 20 years from now, someone reboots and tries to, like, explain what's really going on, but it's like, it doesn't need that. Like, it's it's good just the way it is, and I think it definitely has that kind of uh, cult movie-type um, feel to it, you know, like a cult favorite. Cause it's, it's, right. it's going to be one of those ones that definitely probably falls under the radar of most, but then when most people start talking about it, like it's actually pretty good, you know, there, and there's a very right. small, mm-hmm. like niche genre for that, this type of movie, you know, like summer of 84 and some of that, those kind of movies like that, you know, that fit this, even the black phone, like we said, kind of fits that specific feel, I guess. So mm-hmm. I think it would be big in those kind of audiences for sure. And, and you know, like, uh, like I bring up a lot, of, I mean, obviously like Clerks and Clerks 2 is like one of my favorite, you know, like they're some of my favorite like uh, movies and stuff just because I think Kevin Smith does an amazing job on, you know, obviously like writing, but he gives a lot of like depth to his characters just from, you know, like how much you actually know about their lives. It's like you know them, but you really don't know them kind of thing. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like where I kind of took a little bit of that. But the the movies restaurant, that's what I kind of like want that Taco Bell to kind of be. That I heard that maybe it's not even Taco Bell, but, you know, like whatever it is, like I want it to be very iconic. And just because it gives some like, you know, it gives like fans like me, you know, if you know, if it did become popular, like that logo would actually be, you know, like a sticker. It would be like yeah. merchandising you know, opportunities. Yeah. Like, you know, people make shirts of that kind of stuff. Like that to me is just another layer to, you know, like when you see that iconic symbol, um, you know what it is, you know, Willie's wonderland. Like yeah. if you've seen the movie, you know what it is. Like you've seen the, you know what the icon looks like. So, you could you could just go Diablo tacos. I don't know, like, but I, I it obviously has to be like semi cute because it, it's like you're trying to pass it off as like a real franchise. But yeah, um, you know, maybe you can make like a cute little devil out of it or something like that. You know, holding tacos like ta- a taco with horns and a little tail. Oh yeah, and then like the pitchfork has like a packet of sauce on it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like squirting out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, That'd be awesome. so for the movie though, I, I definitely would promote this as a comedy. Like I wouldn't want to give away any of the, the depth of the seriousness. Like it would be promoted like totally like a, a road trip bro movie where they're going to go f- find out if they're going to go kill the devil, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and I would do the trailer exactly like that too. You know, they're like standing on a corner and he's like handing out like flyers that he like wrote. <laughs> It's like, like, watch out for the devil. Like, watch out for the devil. He's coming. Like, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, and then with that, like, that Taco Bell in the background with like the, you know, the stupid little logo in the back. Like, they're all just people like look at it and they just kind of like look up at the stupid little devil and they're just like, this kid's insane. Yeah, like, this kid. <laughs> this like, kid. Like he all changes serious. their uh, their their um, sign in the front with the text. It's all like feed the van (laughs) feed the guy in the van or something he like changes it from like like free tacos tuesday or something he changes it to feed the guy in the van (laughs) he puts like the a upside down (laughs) (laughs) maybe he does something like stupid with like the antennas i don't know like i mean i don't know how like crazy you could get but like if you had extra time maybe you could just like show him like with like in his like van with the cb radio like he somehow connected into like their uh voice box and he's just like uh yeah like you know you you should just get like an extra five layer and then um um yeah just just give that to the the one kid outside like and then he comes up with like a stupid like you know sad story about like oh he hasn't eaten in like a couple weeks or 
you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he taps in like after they take the order. So they like pull up and they like order everything and they're about to like put the car back and drive. And he's like, Oh, excuse me, sir. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. W- one more thing. Like, uh, uh, would you mind feed, feeding the guy in the van? Like, uh, he's, he's been out there for a while. Like, uh, he's, he's got some, some issues going on, you know, like he hasn't, he hasn't eaten in a couple of days. So just, you know, he usually goes for his five layer burrito. Would you like me to add one of those to the order, sir? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a sponsorship for the guy in the van. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he, he's actually running a charity event. So like if you order the family meal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he'll deliver it yeah, for we'll just- you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just give you um, we'll we'll just add the two tacos to the extra bag and then set them outside for him. Nice. So blood and tacos. I like it. I think it's a good idea. Blood and tacos. Yeah, and it's good because we're in October, so this is a good Halloween episode. Ha <laughs> ha. Ooh, spooky. Yes. Now we now it's your turn to come up with a. We need like a, a Halloween movie from you. Okay. All right, I'll think on it. So uh, I guess we'll uh, see what I come up with over the next couple weeks or something, and maybe we'll do a podcast for that. Hopefully before Halloween. I know this one took a little bit to get up, but you know we're we'll try to get to a little bit more. We've been pretty busy, so we're still in season two. I mean, we're, we've only got two episodes out, but this will be the third, and then we're gonna try to hit a little bit more. And you know, we got the holidays coming up and stuff, so we should have a little bit more free time to get some of these in for the people who actually listen to it. So we appreciate you guys. Please keep listening to we our podcast. <laughs> and um, definitely. Yeah. Until next time, I am Josh. And I'm Kurt. And you've been listening to Storytime Pitches right here on whatever streaming service you use. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Later. All right. As I elbow the table.